Hey guys, it's James Victor, as you might know me if you're nasty. This is part two of a recording because we record in chunks now. So please, if you're just checking this out right now, technically go back to episode one. Start there. Why? This would be just opening a book and starting it. Maybe you're chaotic like that and you want to know what I kind of like that of you. So please, you're in for a great episode. It's very, very good. Ooh, baby. It's a good one. So without further ado, here is episode 60 of Hit It and Credit. Bye-bye, but also you'll be hearing me shortly. Bye. You guys all start making your way back to the door. Um, you're able to navigate um, these like little feedback loops. And as you step through the other plane, through that black pit, you come through to the other side of the door of Requiem. And you are there once again, back home, safe within the cell. It's so much more quiet here. Ah, oh, finally. <laughs> There's a, there's a lot less voices and a lot less footsteps walking around. Well, we're back in the cell? Yes. I'd like to put my goggles on. Put your goggles back on and you can see that fleshy, hellish oh, entity home. that the cell really is. Oh, we're home. I'll take a back off. All right, let's go find Pelagius. What what are those? I like point at the at the goggles. What are those? Don't worry about it. Uh, let's go. <laughs> those are something crimson <laughs> crimson crimson pulls out like a tidy little notepad and like scribbles goggles but like one of the g's is upside down like, <laughs> like goggles question mark like. it's the first g that's upside down uh yeah let's go find uh lord noctis and pelagius we need to discuss what happened and what's our next step as you uh step out come up from the um place of teleportation, returning to the grand foyer of um, where you preside within the cell, you're able to note that something, whatever it is, is probably happening outside right now at this very moment, simply because, you know, you didn't need to roll to pick up on this, a good amount of pure arcanic energy is all funneling out of the cell. You can see it, kind of like little tiny floating streams or rivers floating out of the cell, through the open door, off into the cataclades. Oh. But you also know that Pelagius is not that way. He's somewhere in the cell. Yeah, I'm going to look for Pelagius. Yeah, I'm going to go look for Pelagius just because that... I don't want to deal with that. That's a problem for, for tomorrow, I, Look, man, I need to go figure out what's going on, and I also probably have to try and kill... Never mind. Um, uh, let's go. Let's just go talk to Pelagius. I'm so glad you guys were confused because I was like, is this something I forgot about? <laughs> <laughs> so you poor, wounded, broken villains ascend the stairs to... Alder the Awoken's chamber, of which is currently open, wide open. Not used to seeing it wide open like that, but it's wide open. He's taking you guests. You can hear the deep groans. Oh, just no. I, just start, I like start running. You run as in. As fast as my little feet can carry me. And you can see there before you the Awoken, 
in all of its glory, wounded, missing several limbs, several tendrils, deep, continuous burning flames upon some of its skin. Cinderfire? Yes. Fuck. And all of its clocks in that same loop. Um, is there, like, anyone in between me and Alder? A wounded Pelagius. Oh, oh okay. I, I'd like to you know, yell out to Alder the Awoken. You, you doing all right there, big guy? Long time no see. I'm going to hit you with the clock. <laughs> just, like, I'm running, just, like, move you out no, of I'm the just, way. No, I'm genuinely <laughs> concerned. Like, you doing all right? Like, it, uh, The clocks continue to click back, mm-hmm. click back. We have a clock for you. The light from the main face of the clock, of which is still there, uh, slowly casts itself upon your party. Don't. Which... I don't love that. (laughs) To which Pelagius raises his hand. They're not enemies. Oh, damn. He forgot about us. The clock's light just kind of resides and keeps itself on you for a minute before the light seems to pinhole on the clock in Crimson's hands. Yeah, I just like raise it above my head like toward him and like just take steps towards him slowly. The As you approach, Pelagius looks to you, Crimson. Then he looks to all of you. Are you all there is? As far as we can tell, yeah. Yeah. We need to have a talk. Uh, like I drop to one, lead, one knee and, and bow, even though we need to have a discussion, my lord. As you do so, the clock lifts from your hand real quick, Crimson, and slowly just begins to float its way over to the wounded Awoken and slowly does its best to reattach itself. Uh, the clock continues, however, its feedback loop. Pelagius removes his left hand from his torso, of which is missing a decent portion of his armor, and of which... He seems to be missing some vital areas uh, of his torso. Would you say it's yes. more or less than five points of health? Uh, That's like, he's like half health. At, at least half health. Yeah. Pelagius slowly begins to stand. <sighs> of what? The desolation of everything we've ever worked for. Yeah. Uh, about that. So, you know, we had our job to do, correct? Well, we ran into a bit of a problem with the Cinder Knight. And as he was chasing us, something happened. And next thing I knew, I was having a conversation with the Void Star. The what? I, I'm not really sure how to explain Are it. You blaspheming, he says, unsheathing his greatsword. Uh, yeah. And we had a conversation. No one, not even Noctis, has spoken to the Void. And when I came... To entertain that it would come to you, a lowly mortal. Uh, I mean, also came to kind of all of us. I I begin to take... All of you. I take the the hand of Orcus out of my bag and present it. Look, I wouldn't lie about this. Lord Pelagius, I, I, when I came to, I'm not really sure what happened. Everybody was dead. The entire town was destroyed. Is that, is this true? 
As far as I can tell, yeah, there was uh, a moment we were being chased, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of us were lifted into the air to watch the Awoken drop from the sky to attack the Cinder Knight. Uh, seemed like on our behalf. No one should have been able to release the Awoken. The Awoken was not released on our command. As I said, it was the Void Star. This is why... The Void Star is... None of this is possible. Look, Lord Pelagius, I don't mean to raise my voice at you. It's been confusing. I have my old patron's hand in my hands right now. I saw his body get consumed by hellfire after he was left there desecrated. All I can tell you is that I'm not lying. And he spoke to me. Look... There are some things we have to do, but we need to know what our next plan is because the whole world is going to be watching now. Rust. Noctis is my lord. You can see he kind of catches himself there. He has begun our next plan. He's outside as we speak. We should all take heed to heal ourselves. Do we have any healing potions? Anything that will... Stay here. I'm not sure what it is about this chamber, but the Awoken's presence, its magic, is powerful enough. It seems to be mending my wounds. Shit, cool. I uh, take off my helmet, put my shield down, and, like, sit on the floor against a wall. And... I begin to start... Now that I'm near the Awoken, I'd like to look the Awoken in the eyes and start, in my head, trying to speak to the Void Star... What are you trying to say? I'm here. I know you said to return Noctis to you, but I am merely not strong enough. Neither is the rest of my party. I just need some guidance here because I look like a crazy person and I just want to kill everybody. Roll me a religion on an advantage. While he's doing that, Q and I are around Alder like it's a campfire, just like soaking in those rays, <laughs> getting warm from it. 21. Okay. Crimson, were you going to say something? Uh, yeah, I was going to say um, I'm just setting up like a small like ceremony with like incense and like a handful of like herbs and such and like I assume all those little tentacles are just kind of like wrapped around me like I'm almost sitting on him and I'm doing like just like a small ritual. Sure. I mean, uh, you probably have to move some of those tentacles yourself to get them to be in the right spot. But every time you touch Alder, the Awoken, which it's not necessarily slimy, but it's kind of like a leathery, slick feeling. How how those two can be the same thing is a bit... Like oiled leather? Kind of, yes. Okay. And, uh, I mean, Alder doesn't seem to mind. So here you are, touching your god. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I picture him like kind of like almost like swirling a tentacle to like sit down on and just kind of like have a small a small uh, uh, ritual set up in front of him. Perfect. You do so and uh, you can hear the chittering of uh, some of the clocks readjusting and, and such, perhaps in response to your actions or perhaps by them uh, in their stead all... Things considered, it doesn't seem displeased by your presence. That's awesome. As you send this message out, Giram, to the void, you notice nothing says anything back, but you notice, and I suppose all of you notice for a brief moment, Alder's light 
kind of slowly focuses itself on Giram for a moment. I don't do anything. I let it focus on me. And in my head, as I'm looking uh, the Awoken in his eyes, in my head, I begin to say to, to the Void Star, look, I've severed the connection, whatever there was, completely now. I am devoted, devoted to you. And I fully give you 100% of everything I have. You can see that a silhouette of whatever it was that came and down and spoke to you just less than an hour ago. A brief flicker of it in the main face of Alder the Awoken. It hears you. It acknowledges you. You're not certain whether or not it responds, but at the very least you know it is listening. I'm here, I'm, I'm soaking in this magical rays. I'm looking at Crimson, enjoying his god. I'm thinking, uh, it sucks that Giram lost Orcus, but he, he was around, and Lust, it, it, I'm so fortunate for that, and Uchi's weird, but it's it's great that Rudy got to exp- I mean, it's great that Nilo. Nilo got to experience that. And then I look back at Suzette and I go, we've got to meet Roth, dude. <laughs> Suzette, you know that Roth is an, an enormous being capable of uh, destroying the world if he tried real hard enough. That if he were to ever show up, it would be Big problems for any for for everything. I mean, did you say that out loud or? Yeah. Oh, um, I just kind of like because I'm like trying to sleep. I just look up and I go, I don't. If that happens, and then very quietly under my breath, go when that happens. Uh, I'm sure we'll <laughs> all be very aware that he's around. Hell yeah! Do am I aware of Roth's size? <laughs> uh, roll a religion on disadvantage, to be honest. Oh, dis. Okay. What about history, baby? No history mentions Roth. Oh, okay. What well, he does come from the, no, the he Knights wipes of out history. <laughs> that's like that's the thing. <laughs> They're like, hey, have you heard of this guy Roth? And then the whole country explodes. What I'm saying is, he does come from the Knights of Osseus who do worship a primordial being. They worship a primordial being, yes, but to know about a primordial being is such a rare feat in and of itself. Most people who know about a primordial being think that is the thing. Gotcha. Uh, I got a nine. Uh, yeah, you're oblivious as to okay. uh, all of Roth's attributes, only that he is a, he's a, he is a big hit people thing. All right. I, I look at Q. I was like, you ever meet Roth? Nah, I never met him. I did hear stories about him. Either like something about being able to do a push up and like raise the ocean or something. I don't know. Okay, that sounds like folklore, not real th- stuff, maybe? Well, everything's folklore, baby. Okay, all right. <laughs> Is that shadow still there? Because I want to be, like, focusing on it. It was there for a brief moment, like, like almost less than a second. Gotcha. Are we healed? Oh, uh, yeah, you guys sit there for eight hours. Not an ex- You said it's an accelerated time. I, I, I said that it was healing wounds. Uh, I, even if... Pelagius took an eight-hour rest. He wouldn't heal from what he just had. I, I take my four. I take my four. We should all uh, get four. If his if no, his insides are being healed by just this light, we should just be able to rest. You know, because I just I'm a I'm an elf, so I just if need to he, meditate for four. So I'm meditating for four as a long uh, rest. 
Like when I'm high and I go to sleep, I get better sleep. I can work off from six hours. If I'm not high, that I need like nine. The arcane might from a primordial god is the same thing as getting high. Yeah, the, baby. The, the reason why I'm doing this is because I want to go speak to Lord Noctis before everybody else is up. So here, here's here's what we'll do then. It'll take you guys four hours oh, yeah. to benefit from a long rest, except for you, Giram, uh, which will take two hours. Yeah, uh, it, it means nothing except I'm vindicated. You've heard of <laughs> you've heard of edibles. This is alderbles. Alderbles has just subscribed. I want to take the, those two hours, and after those two hours are done, I want to get up and go find Lord Noctis. Sure. You begin to stand. Uh, still not fully healed yet, Palladius looks up to you. Where are you going? I need to go discuss with with our lord. Of what? Of what happened on the battlefield. Don't you think he should know? Palladius stands slowly. Then I will accompany you. You guys can still benefit from your full rest if you want to be a part of this conversation. If not, you guys are free here to... Yeah. Chill with Alder. I think if, like, Pelagius gets up, yeah, I, like, follow. And is Pelagius, like, hurt enough that he's not walking very well? He's kind of got, like, a, a bit of a hunch to him um, occasionally. He hides it very well, but there is a very tiny limp to him. I'd like to, like, give my shoulder, like, as, like, kind of something for him to grab onto as we walk. I'd like to offer that. I'd like, my lord, let me please help you. He stabs you in the face. How dare you? This might resonate a bit more with you, Suzette, as well as you, Crimson, actually, having been here um, quite a long time as well. Pelagius leans on Giram. This is the first time you've ever seen Pelagius express any sort of vulnerability. I just stab him in the back. No, <laughs> I say to Q, go, can you go for me? No problem. All right. We have a, <laughs> him and I have a telekinetic. Uh, I see what he sees and hear what he hears. That's why I'm saying go. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. All right. All right. On to that. He and I are best friends. Yeah. As myself, I would love to be on this conversation. <laughs> you do that. And I like pick him up and I just like place him on Garam's other shoulder. <laughs> see that? No one else would do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I would love to be part of this conversation, but Crimson would never but, leave the presence of his god. Especially if my god has like maybe even given inclination that like he's recognized me. I kind of did some stuff for him. Like, oh no. Like I look over my shoulder, I'm like, they're doing stuff. I'm with Alder, man. <laughs> I'm with the fucking awoken. Yeah, like I can't be mad at all. Like I gave him back one of his faces. He's so proud of me. Actually, I look over at that situation. I'm like, should I give them their own space? And then I kind of like inch. I scooch my butt a little so like he can't see me. And then I stand up and walk away. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Huge ass hair that just entered my mouth somehow. Um, uh, that might have that might have been from me. It was <laughs> hanging from your chin this entire time. Oh my god! I just didn't say anything. <laughs> Because it might have been on the windscreen and from my head and then gotten into your chin. I could just see it like in, a, in his goatee, just like there's the one long hair hanging down. I was like, that's going to be funny later. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right. So you guys begin to exit the cell, which is still soaring through with arcanic energy. 
Can I just like put my hand into the little stream? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you place your hand into the stream, and it—it's a, a sensation that's hard to describe. You can—it almost feels like cooling water coming through, but then that water swiftly turns for a brief moment into like glass so sharp that it doesn't elicit pain when it cuts you. However, as it continues, it goes through all these varying different emotions. You can feel a brief chill, the heat of flame, the crushing blow of gravity. It's just this just seems to be arcane energy in its absolute form. You thought it would have looked a little bit more overwhelming, but it's this is it. This is what all magic is made of. Cool. Um, just super quietly, I guess, the back of the group, I'd like to pull my like the sword out and just like bathe it in the arcane energy. Just kind of like, whoop, whoop. Uh, you do so, and you can see that the arcane energy actually kind of changes for a moment once you place your sword into it. You can see a red searing flame begin to soar through it in like little spirals upon this stream towards its destination. Cool, I'll pull it out, check my sword, see if anything's different. Um, your sword seems to change appearance for a brief moment. Instead of it just looking like steel, it looks like pure meteorite almost before it returns back to its um, natural state. Interesting, cool. I go into the mailroom to see if any of my subscriptions have arrived. None of them. There, there was some something about like some sort of catastrophic event that's kind of like slowing up the postal service right now. Okay, all like right. Some kind yeah. of global pandemic. I don't think we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Lust Monthly hasn't come, which is actually different one from what people would think it is. This is a smutty magazine. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay, okay. All right. You guys step outside. And as you do, you are granted with the harsh waste of the cataclades that are, for once, shockingly still. No ash storm, no rumbling thunder in the distance, just calm, quiet, as if the world has stopped all around you. The only thing that you can see is a large, hellish-looking effigy of which both the Rikers' bodies, former Rikers in, so, in one of their cases, bodies, are pinned and nearly blood-eagled all around it. This effigy seems to be the source that is sucking in all of this arcane energy, turning it into this strange, hellish red aura. And before it, in full, deathly night regalia, sits Lord Noctis. His long, silver, spindly hair raised... Um, and flowing towards the sky, his arms outstretched in absolute rapture up to the effigy. Oh, fuck. This is going to be weird. Uh, Lord Pelagius, are we both taking a knee? Yes. All right, I'd drop us both to a knee. Lord Noctis? You survived. Yes. Gira, Suzette, Victor, Crimson. The only lasting members of the Occulta. Okay, that's, um... Oh. That's <clears throat> weird. And Q. Don't forget General Q. Q's like, I, I'm just gonna stay silent I think on that's this one. This is, this is just hitting Crimson now that, like, all of the Green Hood are dead. 
like like they don't exist anymore that's horrific oh my god okay my lord um something happened Giro, the hour is nearly at hand it, it's almost time our rage will swath over the land a plague to wipe out all that is gotcha um i'd then like to stand up a level of destruction that Roth could only dream of. Zed doesn't say or show anything, but he takes a little bit of offense to that. So you know why I'm here. You are here to finish my goals. I then like to cast my shadow blade and put it into the stream. The stream turns into a sickly black that slowly enters this effigy. And I'd like to walk up to Lord Noctis. What are you doing, Pelagius? You understand, my lord Noctis, correct? And I'd like to walk up and... Stop! Put the shadow blade right Uh, into lord Noctis. Yeah, I like, I put my shoulder, because Pelagius is still kneeling, right? I put my shoulder, not like aggressively, more like comfortingly, so that he doesn't like panic. Your hand on his shoulder? Yeah. And I'd like to, as I'm walking closer and closer, as it's wrapping around the shadow blade... I don't want to do this, but you both know we have to. You have a bit bigger job to do with the Void Star, and I will finish what you started. And then I take the Shadow Blade and like to st- dig it right into his chest. The blade pierces through his armor, through the body beneath. Noctis, his voice hitches for a moment. <laughs> <sighs> You've done great, my lord. And I put my hand on his shoulder. I see it now. His blood, as it did when he first spied upon the Rikers, treachery with him, begins to slowly bleed out, but then ascend towards the sky. It slowly begins to spiral into this effigy concocted of all the artifacts that the occult have been collecting since their very beginning. Do you think I could take his Death Knight armor? I don't know, man. I don't know if you called dibs on it. Dibs. What? Q needs armor, dude. Uh, It's my armor. I'm taking his spot. He begins to slowly ascend himself. And slowly, the once barren sky begins to become swathed with an array of black clouds. As the body of Noctis rises up, the shadow blade dissolves from him. An enormous pillar of light shoots upwards, piercing the clouds, creating a large center hole within them. The clouds begin to spiral along and around this light as Noctis gazes up. Rise for me, obelisk. Oh, fuck. Return to the material plane once more. Pelagius looks up. The obelisk. My lord, you can't! I turn around and look at Pelagius. There is a plan, and it will be done. Please, hold your tongue. Garum, you know not what we're dealing with! (sighs) We're too far gone now. There's no stopping it. Off in the heavens, things begin to crackle. Lightning cascades through the realms. Each plane of existence shattered as one hellish object begins to reassemble itself. You weren't, they weren't for power, were they? They were preventing this from returning. 
Yes. The Rikers, the Primordials, each anchor that connected the rest of the all-knowing other beings that could stop this thing from returning, all consumed and imprisoned in power within that Noctis to craft this still static object that crashes down from the heavens and implants itself, absolutely crushing the effigy, one large onyx black obelisk. You feel something break, something out there in the ether. There's a large shock wave of arcanic residue that just shoots out as this thing returns to existence. You feel it wash over you for a moment. Centuries of memories that aren't yours begin to flood into your minds. The obelisk created Kata. It created suffering. It created pain. Inside it houses the only being that has ever been known to actually swath life out from existence in order to fuel her own power. The final prison for Arya of the Dying Times stands before you, stands before Noctis. Can I walk up to it? Roll me a wisdom save. That for all of us or just for you? All of you. Fuck. That's a 19. Mm, That's a five. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. What'd you get? That's a 21 because I got a nat 20, baby. Nice. Uh, 27. Hey. Jesus. So only Victor and Suzette pass. Damn it. It would have been very funny if you said only Victor passes. I'm like, excuse me? (laughs) You had to hit the 21. It's like blackjack. You got to get 21 exact. Crimson, you're still with Alder the Awoken. However, you have an innate fear of going outside now. You don't know. You know that this is the safest spot for you. I just like grab on Alder a little bit and just like squeeze onto his tendril. (laughs) Giram, you got to get the fuck inside, man. It's the obelisk, baby. Yeah. You're not supposed to be looking at this ever. I'm going to keep looking at it because I like death. You can't. You are compelled to flee into the safety of the cell. Am I aware of this? Of this obelisk, do I know anything about it? Yes, yes. Memories that weren't yours. Oh, just, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. So you know that this thing created everything, or it has to do with the creation of everything. I have no idea how I react to this. I, I mean, as a weirdo, I guess I bow to it. It also is technically a prison for some, for the only person to ever utilize its power. I'm bowing. You bow to the obelisk, which is fair. Play, oh, I got a roll for Pelagius real quick. Pelagius is also booking it inside. I don't want to. I have a job to do, man. <laughs> Does Q have to roll? Q, Q's, Q's gone. Q's going I'm back not, in. No, I, was, I wanted, I'm like holding on to him like, stay, man. Bow with me. <laughs> and then he just breaks free and scurries off like a cat. <laughs> Noctis slowly descends to the ground. And with that, he turns to... Victor and Suzette. And sort of Q in the background. <laughs> so, you two are able to bear witness to my birthright. Yeah. Yes, sir, I mean. Then perhaps you two are worthy to ascend with me to the new world. Damn it. <laughs> Garam, really bummed out that he doesn't get to go to the new world. 
I did a lot of work, man. Uh, shouldn't we... I'm not downplaying any of our strengths in this triangle of truth here, but shouldn't we bring the entire team? Uh, we... Will we need people there Insects, in case there's... Victor. They are beneath people like us. He turns to look to the obelisk. And it's in that moment that he freezes for a moment. What is this? Where are the runes? The inscriptions? I cannot read this. Is there anything written on there? Not at first sight. But then says that you begin to see something slowly begin to be inscribed upon the obelisk. A rune in primordial. One that simply says power. Cool. I I go up and I place my hand on it. You take a step forward, Suzette, and then an arrow, a single arrow, lands in front of you. Okay, where'd the arrow come from? It came off from behind you. I look behind me? Behind you stands two figures. A certain... Um, Arch nemesis. This motherfucker. God damn it. It's Cedric. Cedric. I, because I don't think I was wearing my helmet during this, like put my helmet on, like strap my shield to my left arm, and then pull out my sword and light it up. Also standing next to Cedric is the single warrior that breached the cell with oh, the winged the guy helmet. Who we absolutely fucked up. Oh, fuck. Cool. I can ignore that guy. <laughs> The one that Alder ate almost. Oh, the angel? The angel dude? Uh, no, the guy who was like working for the angel guy. Oh, that's right. The angel yeah. came and like blessed him to and, go like, away. saved him, yeah. Because I tried to eat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cedric, I'd love to talk. It's a little nippy out here. Let's go inside and have this discussion. Do you see what you have wrought? <sighs> yeah, you're bitch ass here, man. <laughs> Uh, I should have been more clear. That was the knight speaking before Cedric places his hand on the knight's chest. These are not men. Words are not necessary here. Says that. Like, you hear the laughter echo through his helmet, and he goes, Ah, but I just love conversations before sword fights. Allow me to rob you of your one last wish, then. And Cedric says, Hawking an arrow. And as you get inside, Giram, with Pelagius, inside, Pelagius looks up. <sighs> How? How did they get in here? Who? Who? Vera and her sister mm. descend the stairs. Okay. It's both you bitches. I thought I killed her. <laughs> oh, I'm pissed. <laughs> Giram is taking his cloaks off. I suppose we have the Awoken to thank for our resurrection. Giram legit taking all his clothes off and leaving only his armor. He starts to bang his... Uh, his uh, shield onto the scale mail, you know, kind of like just keep hitting Hyping it. Hyping himself up. And then I'm, the shadow blade is still out. And I look at Vera. I knew there was a fucking reason why I hated you. And to her sister. And because of you, I'm going to enjoy ripping you limb from limb. And I turn to Pelagius. You ready, my lord? Pelagius looks to you, Giram. He looks to the obelisk before quickly averting his gaze. Don't, don't you dare, Pelagius, look at me. Don't you dare, don't you do this. We've, we've made it all the way here. Crimson, the Awoken speaks. 
I I I look up at him and like and like immediately bow to him, but then like look immediately back up to him again. You are needed downstairs. With I yeah, I just immediately start running. Crimson Crimson does not say much and he does not need to hear much. My lord is leading himself to his own destruction. Pelagius speaks. Can I like hear or feel Pelagius's like hesitance? Oh, I'm filling you in because Q's in there. Oh, and I right. see what he. So I'm like, there's two freak asses in there. That one is Vera. The other person's that uh, weirdo. I don't know if we if I met her. Yeah, you met yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the priestess. Okay, I say the priestess. I, like, I guess she got out of here alive. Uh, to Pelagius, I guess I'll say. Um either through you or just out loud, hoping he can hear me. We have made it this far, and we are so close to something new, something better. And if you side with them, you will lose, and you will see nothing else. But if you fight them and you win, you can come with us, you will come with us to whatever new world awaits. You are injured, but you can still fight, and I'd rather fight beside you than against you. One warrior to another. Can I please roll a persuasion with advantage? Because I'm hyping myself up and I'm yelling at Pelagius. Please give me this opportunity to persuade him. Same for me. Would you say with advantage? No, just. You guys can either do your own separate rolls or you can uh, provide one another with the help action. What do you got for persuasion? Plus nine. Plus nine? Uh, Give the the help action. First one's a 24. Uh, the next one isn't so bad, uh, isn't as good, but it's a 24. Pelagius looks down to his sword. Soth gave his life for our master's blood. I will not allow them to destroy all that he's worked for. I will not allow my master to destroy himself. Let's take care of these fucks first, and then we can deal with the Lord later. Giram, let us do your former master proud and send... Two more for him to lord over. Oh, yes. Here we go. As he says this, I'd like to, like, break the, the entrance of the court. Um, and, and I don't know who they are, but I know who he's talking to. And I just point and just, uh, if you die by my club, there is no afterlife waiting for you. That was I was fucking mad on the Pelagius is like, okay, yeah. I'm, right. uh, I'm gonna, you're a little freak. I like that. I'm in the mood. Like, I was like 99% sold, and that was the 1% that sent me over. He's <laughs> like, all right, back to work, I guess. And with that being said, we will fight these interlopers next time on yeah. Hit It and Credit. Yeah. I need to figure out what fifth level spell I got. Yeah. Ooh, that's exciting. Oh, yeah, you do. I'm going to use dominate person on all of these fuckers. Are you are you 100% warlock? I mean, 100% bard? Yeah. No, okay. a wizard. wait, wizard. He's a wizard. Oh, you're a boy. wizard? Yeah. Necromancer. Oh, why did I have... I thought you were a bard or a warlock. James for some just has bard energy. Yeah, yeah I think that's it. I think it's just you give James. like really bard energy. His bard energy. Talk about like his his god is lust. I mean that is James. The next character you have to make has to be a bard proficient in like what's it called? Flating with the the like Viking rap battles essentially. Oh oh yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. All right. Yeah. No n- next campaign I'm DMing baby. Heck yeah, baby. Dreams claiming. Uh, Dreams.
I, I'm excited for that. <laughs> I know it, it, it'll it be in a while, but... <laughs> it'll be fun. Let's start with our plugs. You can find me at Nomads101TV on Twitch and at Twitter. I'll be returning to that eventually when I have free time. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> that was directly at Jose. The rest of you are fine. James, oh, please. Regaleless with your plugs. Hey, listen to my music under Marsh, Land, Monster, wherever music is found. Also go to MLMPod.com where you can download my music. Most of it's for free. Some of it's a very small amount of money if you want to support or find out about my other podcasts such as Mostly Speaking Sentai. What? Shuffling the deck. I've been on that really too. threw him off. Uh, because I was like, what is the name of that? It's under the Marshland Media podcast feed. So, Shuffling the Deck, which is an ICP pro wrestling podcast, and Sweet Child of Time. That's a Wheel of Time podcast I do with Steve Barnes. It's fun. But then you can also go over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod where you get exclusive podcasts, namely, oh my God, Lil Corey and I do a one called This Existed where I show him cool stuff from my childhood and we talk about it. It's things that I have a hard time Proving to mainly people such as Nicole even existed. Uh, James has a nearly uh, uh, an almost unbroken track record of showing me good things. Uh, it's technically it is an unbroken record because one of them was even though we were doing an invasion angle to shuffling the deck. That was technically a shuffling the deck episode where we watched Big Money Hustlers. That was such a garbage movie. Well, you'll be back for Big Money Rustlers, and I hear it's better. No. Too bad. <laughs> I don't wanna. Uh, you also have your Nick Cage podcast. Engage with Nicolas Cage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which I'm very upset that I missed Moonstruck. You can go back and listen to it, though. Yeah, I'm just upset that I wasn't on it. Because I, I actually really, my mom showed me that movie, and I really like it. I, it's, I think it's one of our top, f oh wait, no, I think it's been bumped, bumped down to like somewhere I, in the middle. Yeah, I'm sure, but like, yeah, it's, I really enjoy it. It's an interesting movie. My hand! My hand. Uh, next time on, uh, on this, just a little foreshadowing, we're probably going to do a round table just because this is going to be such an important moment in the Noctis Occulta adventure, obviously, for many reasons. There's a lot at stake at this very moment. I want to go over... You know, what's been happening with us and everything? I want to get players' thoughts, and then I want to uh, discuss where we're going to be going, depending on what happens, you know? Sweet. Yeah, guys. Cool. Also, because in May would be that month, there are three Wednesdays. Oh, three. Yeah. I'm also going to be gone Wednesdays. for one days. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, guys. Thank you. You know, I, I, I don't vibe with my old bit of, like, signing off with, with a, a random question or factoid anymore. Just say a quote. Just say, and with that being said, no, goodbye. No, no, shut up. I gotta and do a quote now. with that being said. I gotta do a quote now. I gotta do a quote now. Bye. No. Off the dome. The road is on the other side of the grass, is what my partner shouted, but referring to a sidewalk. sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. And with that being said, bye-bye. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This has been a Marshland Media production produced by Corey King and James McCullum. Music by Marshland Monster. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com.
patreon.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod and sign up today. Oh, yeah.